0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 12 of Did You Hear What Chocolate Said? I'm your host, Sharon Mullen, the chocolate writer, a.k.a. the chocolate girl. I'm thrilled you're joining me today. I'm so happy to have you. Well, I have finally decided to comment on Cat Williams and his Club Shay Shay interview. We also know who's in the Super Bowl. And I have something to say about that. And I have a big announcement to make. I love making announcements, especially when it's about, did you hear what Chocolate said? So if you're ready, I think it's time that we get started. Okay. So let's go. I love doing this podcast. One of the main reasons I love doing it is because I can say what I want, how I want, as often as I want. And I can talk about as many things as I want to talk about um, and say what I really think. I like that. If anyone watches and thinks what I'm saying is crazy, I don't have to immediately hear their criticism Or even read it. They can say it. But I won't hear it. They can put it in the comments. But I won't see it right away. And I love that. It's very freeing. So today I'm going to have my say. Like I do each episode. And not even worry about what people are thinking. Or saying about my take. It's my thoughts. It's what I think. But I'm able to tell you why. So I'm going to have my say about this Cat Williams interview, and I hope you understand. You don't have to agree, but just understand I'm keeping it real, okay? So for those of you who may not know who Cat Williams is, he's a comedian born in Ohio, raised in my hometown of Dayton, Ohio. He emancipated himself as a teenager and moved down south, and he hustled. He hustled and hustled and hustled and worked his way into the comedy industry. Awesome. So as you know, beginning of this year, Cat Williams appeared on the club's Shay Shay, Shannon Sharps Podcast, and in the interview he had negative things to say about a lot of people. He said them about Cedric the Entertainer, Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, Ricky Smiley, Earthquake, Steve Harvey, Martin Lawrence, Tyler Perry, and some others. I mean, people who are household names practically. And at the time of this recording, the video has about 56 million views. Okay, that's a lot in terms of podcasting. So when I heard about this interview, people were telling me, man, you got to hear what Kat said. He went in on everybody. So finally, I decided to watch it. And at the end, I said to myself, "Uh uh-oh, Kat's going to get canceled." you know everybody's into this cancel culture culture but boy was i wrong every reaction podcast social media post or comment that i saw after this interview said oh cat exposed everybody he told the truth on hollywood protect cat williams at all costs oh he is a hero and he's a purveyor of truth oh the t- 2024 is a year of truth and Cat is setting it off. I was stunned. Stunned, I tell you. Just stunned. For some reason, it seems nearly everybody is taking what he said as truth. He didn't provide receipts for most of it. At least he didn't right there on that show. But people believe him. Right off the bat. And then here's the part where I feel the need to let you know uh, folks out there listening. You know, I've never been a huge Cat fan. I, I never thought he was the funniest. Sure, he was funny, but not that funny. And when I saw this interview, people um, you know, were asking me, what did I think about it? And they were like, oh, you just don't like it. No, I do like him. I like him. I like him. I, just, I think he's funny. I just don't think he's the funniest. Doesn't mean I don't like him. Just don't find him to be as funny as I find others to be. Um, So look, I'm old. Do you know how many comedians I've heard do uh, comedy routines? I've seen a lot of them. Cat just doesn't do it for me. Just to be clear. Nothing about shade or not liking him. I never had any reason to not like him. But with that being said, I just want to talk about a few of the things he said in this interview that had me looking at the screen saying, what? I know that's not true. I I don't believe that that's true. And you're going to have to prove that to me for me to believe it. So let's just start with this subject to the entertainer thing. Okay, so there's a joke. Cat Williams told this joke way back on Comic View or Dev Comedy Jam. One of those two. And uh it was about a spaceship, I think. He was taking off in the spaceship spaceship, turning it on and turning the, the wheel with one hand and saying some stuff about it. I don't clear I didn't clearly remember the joke until I saw it again. But I watched footage of that joke side by side with the Cedric and in- the entertainer um uh joke just to see. So, Cat did his about a spaceship. Cedric did his about uh, a car, like an old deuce and a quarter. You got them big cars. You get in. You start it. You get the cigarette hanging out the mouth. You try to start that car. You you know, you're doing all this right, Then when you go to back up, you turn it with one hand and you're looking back. It's funny because I can relate. Grew up in a big GM t- town with those big GM cars. And I knew somebody in the neighborhood I could see getting in the car doing that spaceship not so much, so I didn't even equate the two at first. Then somebody released this video showing the two. ah oh, yeah, he did he did steal his joke i didn't I wasn't left with that right away because this is the way I look at it. Comedians get ideas from jokes for jokes from everywhere. Life experiences, things they hear, something somebody said, a billboard, something they read, commercial they saw, anything, and they can turn it into a joke. Same thing with us. I can't tell you the number of times I've heard somebody say something back in my past or do something or coin a phrase or something. And then later on in the life, I used it for something that I needed to use it for. I didn't get him credit. Now, before you go all crazy, I know I'm not a professional comedian. I'm not getting paid off of saying these things. I got it. But still, I, I, I just remember doing that. I didn't try to find remember who I got the story from, especially when it came to telling stories to teach my son. He's 30 years old now. But I would often use stories to, to, to prove a point or make a point. Something to teach him. And I would say, guess what? You you know, hey, this could happen. This, what, this did happen. So and, so and so and so and so. I don't know that it really happened. Somebody told me that. But it was just to prove a point to him. I didn't have to give credit. And again, I know I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not a professional comedian. I get the difference. But here's where it comes uh, not relevant to professional comedians. They get all these uh, these jokes from somewhere. How do we know that he didn't just come up with his joke the same way that Cat came up with his joke? Organically, they both black. They both grew up in a place of the hood area. I know what part of Dayton he lived in. I was there. I know. And then uh, I think um, Cedric is from St. Louis. St. Louis got some hood hoods in it. So I'm like, I could see him knowing somebody like that. That looked just like that. He didn't have to get it from Kat, is what I'm saying. Also, I'm going to give you another example. Do you know how many comedians I have heard talking about um, how parents discipline their children? Um, How children act up, parents whoop their behinds, or they cuss them out so they won't do it again. The difference between white parents and black parents and how we discipline. Do you know how many comedians I've heard do jokes about that same thing? Use the same words, the same ideas, say the jokes in the same order, the same way. I don't ever hear anybody going after these comedians saying, oh, this one uh, told it first. So this person must have stole that joke from him or her. Never heard that. But that's a common subject. Driving is another common subject. So who's to say that he copied that? I'm just like, Really? You you think he couldn't create enough jokes on his own. He got to steal one from you. So Kat said, uh, you know, Cedric thought that he was some insignificant young comic that didn't know any better that nobody would remember. So he just took my joke and tried to pass it off as his sound. Okay. Kat did his joke way back on Comic View or Deaf Comedy Jam, which was in the 90s the middle part of the 90s or whatever. Cedric the Entertainer did this joke on the original Kings of Comedy while they were filming for the movie from the concert. He did this This joke. Then, by that time, Cat Williams was known. He wasn't some insignificant little comic just getting started. People knew who Cat Williams was. First of all, they knew him from the Players Club. That had already taken place. They knew him as Money Mike. We'll get to that later. So for him to even use it as a reason is bogus. But I don't see anybody mentioning that when I'm looking at these reactions. Nobody's calling him on that. All they're looking at is the joke saying, "Mm mm-hmm, he stole it. Yep, that's proof right there. It's, It's receipts. No, it's not receipts. Doesn't mean that that's how it happened. Is it likely? Sure, it's likely, but you can't say it as fact. You can't say that as fact. Kat sat there on the couch and said it as fact, and he's been saying it for years. And just because he's saying it for years, does, that's not proof it's true either. People saying, well, he's always been consistent with that. He's he's always said that. he got to be telling the truth. No, people people lie for a long time. It doesn't have to be short for it to be true, to be a lie. It can be a long, a long lie. So, no, I'm not ready to say that. But all these people are, they're just buying it hook, line, and sinker. I don't understand it. Which leads me to one of his good friends, one of uh, Cedric's good friends, Steve Harvey. It's very clear to me, Cat Williams cannot stand Steve Harvey. You know, I know a lot of black folks don't like Steve Harvey for various reasons. Oh, he's been divorced twice and he's married a third time. Oh, he cheated on the first wife to get to the second wife, cheated on the second wife to get to the third wife. Oh, he's trying to give relationship advice and he's been through all these divorces and cheating and stuff. Hey, what does he know? He don't know anything about it. That's what I hear from us about Steve Harvey. Oh, he's just so country. Oh, he shouldn't have been hosting verses because he's kept talking, and he's just so country, want to be the center of attention. All this stuff. Oh, he met with Donald Trump. That means he's supporting Trump. He's just a, a, a Uncle Tom. He's just sold out. That's what I hear us saying. So Cat Williams comes up with all this stuff about Steve Harvey. Who gonna believe it? Those same people who didn't like him anyway. All they needed was somebody of prominence. To, to co-sign their feeling. In walks Cat Williams. Cat Williams starts to talk about how uh, Steve Harvey supposedly when he had his original show, The Steve Harvey Show, uh, where he was a school teacher and then he was a principal uh, in Chicago and fell in love with the principal in that show, black predominantly black high school, that he took that and copied that from hanging with Mister Cooper, Mark Curry's show. Now, I was a fan of both shows. I watched every episode of both shows every week because that's how much of a fan I was of Mark Curry and Steve Harvey and Cedric and the lady that played Regina, and I can't even remember what her name is right now. It'll come to me. But I love, and then the uh, the um, Holly Robinson Pete. And the girl that played Jaleesa on Different World, they were on Hanging with Mr. Cooper. So I loved all of them. So I watched both shows avidly. Never put those two to two together to say that they were similar. The only difference is they were black high schools and they happened to be teachers who turned principal because Steve ended up being the vice principal. That's it. There was nothing else in common. Mark did gym. Steve did music. They didn't dress alike. Mark dressed down mostly. He didn't have suits on most of the time. Steve came in wearing suits. And kept wearing suits. As a character in the show. Mark. Average Caesar hairdo. Steve had it lined up and all that. Talk about that hair in a minute. I don't see any. I don't see any similarity. His home situation was different. He lived with his best friend. Said. Who I happen to also work at the school. Mark Curry didn't do that. He lived with two women. How is it similar? One of the women had a had a daughter in in one part of the uh, the series. How is that the same? What did he steal? Also, I looked it up. I looked into this. Well, after I heard this, Steve Harvey had nothing to do with the creation of the Steve Harvey Show. He didn't have anything to do with the direct direction of it, the directing of it. Or the production of it. Later shows he might have started. But in the be- from the beginning when it first got started. And the whole pretense was set out. And the whole premise was set out. That didn't come from him. The producers of the show. And the writers of the show. Their names are in the credit. You don't see Steve Harvey in there. So how can you sit up there and say. He stole that from him. He stole it from Mark Curry. They approached him to do the show. He didn't go selling his show idea. I'm just like, why doesn't anybody check this out? Why are you just believing it? Oh, yeah, he stole that from Mark Kirk. No, he didn't. Then that leads me to this hair issue. He talks about how Steve Harvey um, pretending like he got such such a sharp lineup. He was bald he was wearing a man unit. Let me ask you a question. Who cares? Why did he feel the need to say that within his conversation on Steve Harvey? Shannon didn't ask him a question. Hey, do you think his hair was real? He didn't do that. Why did he insert that? Because it was one more thing he could say to embarrass Steve because he doesn't like Steve. That's it. He don't like the man. Why didn't he like him? Because years ago, Cat was with his some of his kids and saw Steve Harvey out, and they asked him for an autograph. Steve said no. So Cat took offense to that. Not thinking, hey, maybe Steve was having a bad day. Maybe he has some things going on. Stars are people, too. You don't know what they're going through. I've seen people like like Steph Curry walk by people and not give autographs. It's not that he's not caring about the public because we see how he is, especially with children. But you don't know. They're human. They They go through things. Maybe that just wasn't a good day that day. Maybe he was late and really could not take time to stop and give them autographs. Right then, maybe he was in a messed up frame of mind. And if he would have stopped and talked to them, he might have not given them a good impression. And he didn't want those kids to get that impression of him. It could have been anything, but no, he just took offense. And ever since then, he's had it out for Steve Harvey. So much so 2008, they do that thing up in Detroit and he, Steve Harvey did his set funny, had the crowd rocking. Cat comes on, does a whole set dissing uh, um, Steve Harvey. Why? Wow. Steve's like, what the, where did that come from? But anyway, there's footage of Steve Harvey doing comedy. He's got the high top fade going on and everything. And from the stage, you can see him bend over. What do you see? You can see he's balding at the top. The line up front, still sharp as attack. Still cut really nice. But at the top, you can see it's thinning. Like you can actually see his scalp. And you can see it thinning in, be- in between the hairs on the top of his head. You can see it. What's my point? Cat Williams said that if you think back, all of a sudden, just like overnight, all of a sudden, Steve Harvey... Started wearing his hair bald. He said that's because he was bald all along. And he didn't want you to know. So he had this man unit on all these years. And then all of a sudden he just decided to not wear it anymore. But he'd been bald a long time ago before that. At a t- at the time when baldness was not necessarily the thing to be, right? Um, Do you know Michael Jordan? Do you remember how popular he was in the 90s and how he made wearing your hair bald popular? Well, at the same time, there was still the high top fades going on in the early to mid 90s in the hip hop community. So people still wore those, too. So bald was not being bald at that time was not taboo. So what are you talking about? But nobody's thinking about that. It's just funny to them now. So if Kat said it, oh, it must be true. Well, the footage tells me otherwise. This is something that you need to know about baldness, folks. When you go bald, the the top two ways a person will go bald is either from the front back or top down, in the middle of their head down. Male pattern baldness usually starts from the front and goes backwards. But in Steve's case, from that footage, you can see he was balding in the middle. So what does that have to do with his line that's in the front? What, what'd that have to do with it? Not a thing. Because he still would get his line in the front and had that high top fade because he was balding in the top. Not from the front. Cat Williams says, how he go, did you ever see him balding from the front, looking like George Jefferson from the front back before he went bald? No, because he wore a man unit. No, because he didn't go bald from the front back, fool. He went bald from the middle. So there was no need for him to wear a man. You can't wear a man unit filling in just the middle back then. You can do anything now. You can do anything now. And uh, Deion Sanders proved that. And LeBron James. They've proven that. You can do anything now. But back then, that was not heard of. That's another thing Cat Williams didn't tell the truth about. In my opinion. Just just from what I just said. But people bought that hook, line, and sinker. Why? Because they don't like Steve Harvey anyway. Who is he to tell me? about relationships when he messed his own up that's what they're saying that's why they don't like him all right got another one for you kevin hart and tiffany haddish kevin hart same height as cat just as little as cat Came around about the same time as Kat, I, I would think. I think. Or maybe just a little bit before him. I'm not sure. But I remember Kevin Hart way back in the day when Comedy Central used to show footage from comedy clubs from around the nation. Like 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 10 to 30 minutes. It, it would be like multiple comics at the comedy shop appearing. Doing five and six and ten minute sets at a time. And I remember a Kevin a Kevin Hart who was not called Kevin Hart. He was called I think Kevin Kevin the Bastard or something like that. He wasn't even going by Kevin Hart. I remember seeing him then on these comedy shows. Why Cat Williams say nobody has ever heard about Kevin Hart or appearing anywhere Selling out stadiums. And so stuff. But he goes against to, the to Hollywood. And all of a sudden. He's got two TV shows. He's a plant. He's an industry plant. Now. I'm going to tell you this. 95% of y'all out there. Didn't even know what the hell. An industry plant is. Until this Cat Williams interview. And you went and looked it up. I didn't. Never even heard a term. Never thought about it. Never heard anybody talking about it. Now, ever since the Cat interview, everybody want to talk about somebody's a plant. They, This one guy has a podcast, and there's somebody else he was speaking about. They're not even in the comedy, comedy arena. They're in some other uh, entertainment arena. And now he called them a plant. Before Cat Williams, I bet you he never even made reference to that term probably didn't even know about it it's just a it's just ridiculous this is just ridiculous to me but anyway he's a plant how is he a plant if i if i remember seeing him back in the day i remember seeing him he tried to say nobody's seen him i saw him i've heard other comedians say they saw him have i seen a comedian say that they haven't sure i saw a couple after the cat williams interview Try to say, you know, you know what? I did think way back then. Where did this guy come from? Yeah, right. You think I'm believing that crap? I don't believe it. You just co-signing so that you can be in the Cat Williams camp because he's popular right now. And you think you're going to be able to parlay that into clicks and views on your stuff. I'm not believing it. No, I'm not. Then this Tiffany Haddish thing. Well, you know, Kevin and Tiffany are thick as thieves. They real tight. And Kevin looks out for Tiffany. Tiffany has been in interviews uh, verifying in tears almost how she when she didn't have any money, Kevin would give her money. She didn't have any place to live. Kevin would give her a place to stay. Kevin helped her as a struggling comedian. And... She will for be forever in his debt because of that. And they're thick as thieves. Kevin got on. He put her on. That's how you're supposed to do. You're supposed to look out for people in your camp. He does that. Why can't Williams sit on that show. On Shay Shay and say. That he's never put anybody on. That's a flat out lie. Flat out. Real Husbands of of Hollywood was his show. You see all them c- people in that show? You see Dwayne Martin? Did you see uh, J.B. Smooth? Did you see See all them people in that show? Black people that he put to work? That's his show. But he didn't put anybody on. Flat out lie. But the people out here buying what he's saying, not even thinking about it. They believe in everything that Cat Williams Williams say. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it," he said. "That Tiffany Haddish uh, was appearing at the comedy store or something, and somebody had her there, and blah 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 blah." Tiffany Haddish responded, "He's like, she's like, what? Well, if you just gonna re- talk about me, just tell the truth about me. You know what I'm saying?" And uh, Kevin, um, it, not Kevin, uh, Guy Tory, who was the host. Of the shows at that famous Hollywood comedy club. Vouched for the fact. That yes Steve Harvey was there. People were there. Cedric was there. Cat was there. Tiffany wasn't there. Tiffany was out in the audience. But Tiffany didn't perform. He tried to say she did. I mean just lying. Guy Tory came out and, and said publicly. Cat was not telling the truth about that whole situation. How um, he said that Steve Harvey was never homeless. That's his life, not Steve Harvey's life. And how none of them ever performed out there at that club. And Guy had a picture of him, Steve Harvey, Cat Williams, and such of the entertainer in a picture. So how are you going to say they, they weren't there? See, th- this is the kind of lie I'm talking about. And I just knew it wasn't true before Guy showed the picture. So let's move on to Ricky Smiley because I mentioned Money Mike. Players Club, the character of Money Money Mike and the Santa Claus. So Cat Williams talks about how Ricky Smiley said he was supposed to be Money Mike. Get out of here. No, you weren't. Blah, 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 blah. And he said that Ricky Smiley kept going going around on set. Talking about how that was supposed to be his part. Making it a hostile work environment for him. Knowing Cat Williams. Do you think if he actually felt like that was a hostile work environment. That he would have stayed and kept working. If it was so hostile. I don't. But y'all not thinking about that are y'all. It's funny. And. You don't like Ricky anyway, so you just going to buy it. So, here's what I think. Ricky Smiley, when he gave his response, he didn't come out and say, you know what, f- you lying. No, he didn't say, you lying. Like that. So, because he didn't say, you lying, everybody wants to talk about, none of these people are coming out saying he's lying, so he must be telling the whole truth. Right? Every little thing he said must have been true. Yeah, okay. So, just d- peep this about... Ricky Smiley. Ricky Smiley confirmed that he did audition for the Money Mike part. Cat Williams acknowledged that he also auditioned for the Money Mike part. There were 220 people who auditioned for Money Mike before he got there. He was number 221. That's what Cat Williams said out of his own mouth. He wasn't there for those 220 auditions. How the hell does he know that Ricky Smiley never auditioned for that part? How does he know? Was he in there? No. That's one. Second of all, Ricky Smiley said, hey, after the audition, his agent got a call saying they want him, he's in the lead. They really want him for the part. They do have a few others to interview, but right now, they want him for the part. He said, Cat Williams auditioned for Money, Mark, Money Mike. And he was so freaking good. They came back to his agent and told him, hey, change your plans. Instead of Money Mike, we need you to be, we want you to be the Santa Claus character. Whatever that was. I, I can't even remember. It was so insignificant. This movie, Players Club, is so not a significant movie to me. I didn't like it that much that I've only seen it once and I swear I don't. I cannot remember the, the, the doggone Santa Claus at all. Can't remember him. And I only remember Money Mike because somebody is always putting up a clip of him talking to somebody and I'll see the clip and then keep it moving. That's the only reason. I don't remember anything about the character except I do remember Cat Williams played that pimp very well. He did his thing. And Ricky Smiley acknowledged he killed it, so they gave the part to him. Do you know what I think happened after that when they were they were filming? Do you know why nobody that was filming in control of the of the movie said anything to Ricky to stop making these references to him having uh that was supposed to be his part. I bet you, knowing how silly Ricky Smiley is, and remember he's also a comedian professionally. That he probably found sometimes during the filming to be funny and say something yeah, well, you know. Yeah, that was supposed to be me. Look at him. That's supposed to be He probably wasn't saying it seriously like he was really trying to intimidate Kat. Or he was bitter. Or trying to make it hostile. He's a comedian. That's what they do. And sometimes they don't turn it off. But Cat Williams is going to take that twisted to mean whatever i'll get to why later why did he pick ricky ricky had never said anything about about cat before that he interviewed on shay shay supposedly but anyway then he let something slip out about earthquake now as far as i know earthquake hasn't been going around talking about cat up and down the freeway as he's touring across the country he did do an interview on Club Shay Shay. I watched it, but I swear I don't remember him saying anything disparaging about Kat. So, why did Kat even mention that Earthquake is illiterate and can't read? What was the point of him saying that? Earthquake may not have wanted everybody to know that maybe he's taking reading lessons now and now he can read those contracts because he's making money. He was able to go to court and get that child support straight so he can't be that illiterate now. But for some reason, he felt the need to tell us all that. that. That was foul in my opinion. If it's true. If it's not, it's even more foul. Why reveal it though? Who cares? I don't, and I'm sure you don't either. Moving on, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence wanted him after he got out of his little jail stint. Remember, it's not prison, because jail and prison are not the same. He's never been to prison. I've been to jail, but I've never been to prison, as if that's supposed to make it so much better. Okay. Supposedly, after he came out, he was supposed to, you know, Martin Lawrence had already hollered at him about doing a movie. And the movie he hit him with was Big Mama's House too. Of course, in Big Mama's house, Martin Lawrence dressed as a woman. Cat Williams is big and adamant on not dressing like a woman because that's, you know, that makes you feminine like and all that, all the disparaging things you want to name. It's in the Bible. You're not supposed to dress as a woman, blah, 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 all that stuff. The the uh E-mas- de-mascul- emasculation of black men is an issue. I got it. but and, and, and I guess that's his way of standing up against the whole societal emasculation of back black men effort that's going on. Okay, great. Every one of these people that I have in, that, that I said something about, Cedric, Steve hasn't, but Cedric the Entertainer, Kevin Hart, Ricky Smiley, And Martin Lawrence, they've all dressed as women in their comedy. That's why he has an issue with all of them. That's just another issue he has with all of them. So now he wants to imply. The biggest thing from from that part of his interview was that he implied that the reason why Kevin Hart was able to have this meteoric rise is not because he was funny because his ex-wife wrote all his jokes. So she made him funny. He wasn't funny without her. Is what he says. Um the only reason why he was able to uh have this meteoric rise is because he let a man uh have sex with him in his behind. I'm not going to get too much graphic with that, but that's the reason why. He implied that others that others of these people Named may have done the same thing, oh but not me, not Cat Williams uh, what's his name? Weinstein wanted to mess with me and my behind. He wanted to screw me and my. Ass, that's what he said somebody wanted to oh, p did he try to have sex with him. He said first of all, if he did. I don't want to know. We don't need to know about that. So what? I don't care. Who cares about this? Apparently, y'all do because y'all like, oh, he's exposing and y'all eating it up, watching it three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. All of that. Ooh, I'm Team Cat. And then talking about how you going to buy his tickets. Well, here's the thing about this Kevin Hart thing in, in the XY. So, Kevin Hart. As well, he's admitted years ago that he did cheat on her and they divorced. But they decide to co-parent and all that wonderful stuff and they get along and blah, blah, blah. Why All of a sudden now she's going to go on tour with Cat Williams. So this was all planned, y'all. Shannon Sharp didn't know that Cat Williams had an agenda when he came on his show. Kat had an agenda. I'm going to do all of this. It's going to break the internet. And then I'm going to go on tour. And we're going to make some money. And who's coming along with the for the ride? Kevin Hart's ex-wife. And he believes that he's going to be able to really stick it to Kevin Hart. Because this is going to be a I Hate Kevin Hart tour is what it's going to be. Because I can guarantee you during her stand-up act and his they're both gonna have negative things to say about kevin hart and keep his name in their mouth distasteful to me i don't think anything of it i don't think anything of it don't think anything of her to me it's shady shady for him and shady for her to do this but people are loving it oh i think it's fantastic I love it. Oh, I'm gonna do this. Oh, I'm getting the tickets. I can't wait till the tickets come out. You can give me a free ticket to go see this clown show. Not a free ticket. So, again, after I'm watching this this uh interview, first thing my question my first question that came to my mind is where are where is your uh proof of all these things happening? People keep saying Oh, Kat brought receipts. Where? I haven't seen them. Others say they believe him because they couldn't stand so-and-so anyway. Like I said. But my second question is, why are so many people just believing Kat? Just because he said it and not requiring him to provide this proof. The only other time, like I said, I've seen this. Is when the 45th president... When he first started his campaign for president. And since then. This is the only time where I've seen massive amounts of people just believe anything this man says just because he said it. No evidence or proof or anything. They just believe it. Then when presented with the proof. They refute it and say it's fake, fake proof. <laughs> As in fake news. It's crazy. I had never seen that until. The 45th president. Now I see it again with this Cat Williams mess. Receipts, huh? Okay. Mark Curry confirmed that Steve Harvey took a joke from him. So what? There, there's also a video of such the Entertainer doing the Bominicious joke. Well, that Bominicious joke was told by a character on Designing Women. The black guy that was a character on the show said the same joke. Okay, another example of what I said. Comedians draw jokes from their experiences, things they may have seen, heard somewhere. Do they sit there and have to fact check and compare and make sure somebody else hadn't said that joke before? No, who has time to do all that? Nobody has time to do that. He just made the joke based upon something he probably heard. He probably watched Designing Women years ago, and it probably stuck in the resources of his mind. He probably forgot where he got it and just went on ahead and made a joke about it. So the hell what? It doesn't prove he stole a joke from Cat. Here's what's so dangerous about what with this whole Cat Williams uh, phenomenon is what I'm going to call it. Liars are very good at what they do sometimes. You got to watch them because they're pretty clever. The easiest way to convince somebody that a lie is true is to pepper what you're saying with just enough true statements to make you buy the whole statement 100% as fact. So here's what I mean. I just told you evidence and proof that he lied about Steve Harvey's hair. That the reason why that him talking about his hairline and his barber and how he paid his barber $1,500 a haircut. That's a lie. I know barbers. They ain't never made fifteen. You don't know every darn barber in the world. I know a barber that charges people that type of money. Darn good barber. You can't say that no barber charged that. But here's what happened. I have a friend or acquaintance who I've just recently found out. She was a professional comedian. And she told me that they all knew that Steve Harvey's hair was a a man, what they call a man unit. Right. She said, Oh, it's true. That was a man unit. My thing is, So the hell what? Even if it is a man unit, they have to shape up the front. So if his barber gave him a line, it was still a line. And if it was a man unit, who do they think put the doggone man unit on? I'm certain Steve Harvey didn't wake up in the morning and strap that man unit, glue that man unit on his own head. So... What did he expose here? Exactly. Nothing. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Uh, about that, I, I'm just like, who really cares about his hair? Now, some other things that he said, my friend who was a comedian, we didn't get into talking about if whether those are true, but the hair thing, that was a big thing she wanted to point out to me. And I'm like no, because uh, I know my father was bald. He bald, but he went bald from the front back like George Jefferson, the character on The Jeffersons, and he wore his hair around the size of his head, just like George Jefferson did for years until my mother convinced him to just shave all his hair off and go bald. If Steve Harvey had was really bald from the front back like that, like he like Cat Williams claims, you would not have been able to see bald spots on the top of his head. Because it would have he would have been a man unit on his head. You wouldn't have seen his scalp. Nobody puts fake hair on and you can still see their scalp. It's a lie. I, I'm just like <laughs> It is very easy to prove. Just pull up the footage of him. I don't even remember which comedy special or whatever or footage this was, but some one of these podcasters had it posted, talking about Cat lied about this. I don't. It's the only one I saw in support of Steve Harvey, the only one, and refuting something that Cat said. I wish I would have made note of who it was, but I didn't. Well, my bottom line is, I don't believe everything he said. I believe that he peppered in just enough truth. Truth about how maybe maybe it was true that Cedric stole his jokes since they have footage. Okay, let me I'm going to say, okay, that was true. I don't believe it was true, but let's just say, for the sake of argument, it was. He didn't didn't tell the truth about Steve's hair. He didn't tell the truth about him stealing the idea of his show from Hanging with Mr. Cooper and Mark Curry. He didn't steal that. He fake. He has sex to get where he's at. He has no proof of that. Same thing about Kevin Hart. You don't have any proof that Kevin Hart has sex to get where he's at. He didn't have no proof. He brought no proof that P. Diddy tried to have sex with him. He just said it because everybody's talking about it now. I'm just like, he didn't prove anything, y'all. He didn't prove anything. So while y'all buying all this and you about to buy these tickets, I hope you real come to realization that he just played all of y'all. Because he didn't play me. And including that includes Shannon Sharp. Shannon doesn't even realize that he was used. Yes, he's getting used all the way to the bank, but he's still been used nonetheless. Shannon Sharp acknowledged that he had no idea that Cat Williams was going to come on there, hijack his show, just to set the record straight and slam everybody. He didn't know. He got ambushed by it and let it happen. There wasn't really much that he could do about it. But Cat Williams knew he was going to do that. And he knew to, who to do it to. Because Shannon Sharp, as he confessed, is not a journalist. I bet you Cat Williams wouldn't have gone on Steve, Steve, uh, Stephen A. Smith's show and tried that. Stephen would have shut that shit down. You hear me? He would have shut it down. It wouldn't have happened. That's why he wouldn't do that on his show. That's why he picked his interview with Shannon Sharp to do this on. Because he knew he could. So... With that being said, I got that off my chest. Last thing I'm going to talk about before I make my announcement is we have the Super Bowl, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Kansas City Chiefs. We've got Patrick Mahomes, which is one of the greatest football players I've ever seen in my life, against Brock Purdy and the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuels, All of them folks. I don't know who's going to win this Super Bowl. I predicted that San Francisco was going to get back there. I was not sure about Kansas City, but I did predict that the 49ers would come out out of the NFC. Who am I hoping will win? I've never been a fan of Kansas City, but I love Patrick Mahomes, the player. But he's got two Super Bowl wins already. He won this past year. Not really trying for him to get back-to-back because it's with Kansas City. And I don't like Kansas City. I'm an AFC girl. I don't like Kansas City. I like the Steelers, and that's it. So, I have to say, I'm rooting for the 49ers. Rooting for them to get their sixth. Which is difficult for me because that means they will tie my beloved Steelers like they will um, be tying the the Patriots as well. So, pass happy league though. Very little defense. It's easier to get these two bowls than back when uh, the Steelers got most of theirs. So, anyway, we're still the greatest franchise in the NFL of all time but San Francisco 49ers, I'm hoping that they win. And I hope Joe Montana is there to celebrate with them. Now that comes to my announcement. My big announcement is this. I am going to attempt for the rest of February to release a show every day. Why? Because March 1st will be my anniversary. For did you hear what Chocolate said? It will be the beginning of season four and I am ecstatic. So to celebrate, I'm going to try this feet and see if I can release new content every day for the rest of February leading up to the anniversary. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about and what I'm going to say and what I'm going to do, but something's going to be released from this channel every day for the rest of February. Today is February 3rd. So that gives me what? 25 more days of of content. Let's see if I can get that done. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I love you for listening. I just think it's amazing when people take time out to listen to my show. You could be listening to anybody's podcast, but you chose to listen to Did You Hear What Chocolate Said? And I'm eternally grateful for that. So follow me on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Did you hear what Chocolate said? You can catch me on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock on Talk Your Ish Tuesday. On YouTube and Facebook from the Ignorant Thinkers Podcast page. In the Ignorant Thinkers Podcast channel where we talk sports every Tuesday night. And on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube on the side, John, with my co-host, Dennis Holmes. So hopefully you'll catch me in one of those places and right back here on Did You Hear What Chocolate Said? Please like and share this podcast. And again, as always, I wish you nothing but love, peace and chocolate.